Hello, I'm Sweet. And I'm Salte. And we're the Sticky Bun Boys. We are indeed. Welcome back to the podcast. We're continuing our rewatch of Series 5 of The Great British Bake Off and it's Biscuit Week. We must have exhausted all the biscuit puns by now. We've been doing this nearly 80 episodes. Crumbs! That's loads. That was very weak. Do you want to try again? I think I'm all out. Although, did I ever tell you about the time I tried to start an online bakery? No. It didn't work because I accidentally deleted all my cookies. Oh my God. Let's just get on with it. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. So David's fuming because um, he accidentally led last week's episode and now he has to lead this one as well because I mixed up the scripts. <laughs> oh, I do take wonderful copious notes and I almost get everything right. That's a good use of a word, copious. We don't often hear that word. I'm ever so good at doing this. Oh, I, you're you... famously ever so good at doing <laughs> scripts. Oh, that's good. I can use famously and ever so in the same sentences. Oh, no. That's going to be ever so fun. <laughs> Famously. <laughs> um, we're on to Biscuit Week. We are the format, week. second week, Biscuit Week. And the signature this week was 36 savoury biscuits in two hours. And they had to accompany cheese. Uh, yeah, Sue definitely talked about cheese a lot. Well, I would love that. Could you imagine like the, the break room after this challenge? It's like a cheese board. As long as they did have a cheese board to go with it and you didn't just have loads of dry biscuits. That's true. And the first thing I thought about, and this is very boring, but getting even colour across 36 biscuits, very hard. Very hard because you're putting them across the tray and... You don't know what the oven's going to be like. And no. what you notice is these ovens aren't that great. They do make them go brown at the edges. Do you, have you gone brown at the edges before? No. 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 <laughs> you have. So You've told stories about going go brown in the middle, don't you, to be fair? You squirt it. Oh, no. Sorry. Oh. Sorry. 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 <laughs> I am not a tray spinner either. I can't be asked. No. What's Just let some be pale and let some not be. I don't, I'm not that bothered. Um, let's do the, the segment. Ooh, what would you do? What would you do? I love caraway seeds and i also mm. although i do like a nice kind of a fine kind of biscuit i like an oat cake so i what think does I a would, fine biscuit mean like a crispier one like oh, a not, cream not cracker. a good one, <laughs> no, <not> a good <laughs> one. <laughs> but i think i would do like an oat cake with caraway seeds i don't know what a caraway seed is it feels like the magical faraway tree caraway seed. the magic caraway before. tree by Ina blyton <laughs> good book they're really nice they look like a cumin seed but they've got like a lemon oh, kind of a cumin seed. No, but you said you said it even weirder. A cumin seed. You went. No, you went cumin. A cumin. Like seed. Like it was like C O O cumin seed. They look like, like cumin a, side. They look like a cumin <laughs> seed, but they taste a bit lemony. Oh, like a bit like a like like the like the cardamom of the of the of the seed world. I'll make some next week and bring them for you. You absolutely won't. I would have done parmesan and chili. Oh, very classic. All right. 
Right, magical car- caraway tree. Um, who stood out for you? Oh, Chetna, Chetna, Chetna. <laughs> oh. The thing I remember about Chetna is anytime she talked about any of her bakes, I just wanted to eat them straight away. Yeah, caram seeds, which I do know about, and fenugreek, which is disgusting. Fenugreek's lovely. No, also jail. Oh, I love fenugreek. No, she should be ashamed of herself. I like putting fenugreek in sweet things as well. It's got a mapley taste. Who did you like then? Kate. <laughs> Very quick. Where's I've got, Where's Kate? Oh, Kate was in oh. the tent. Parmesan and apple biscuits. That was interesting because she did a very, very, very thin slice of apple on top, didn't she? Yeah, but I think it was potentially not thin enough. She needed to use one of those mandolins. And then she could have also air dried them, but she didn't have time for that. She could have no. dehumidified them. But basically she was doing a Parmesan biscuit with like a very thin layer of, like a thin like slice of apple on top, which kind of dry should dry out and go a bit crispy. But they were a bit too thick, which meant to got a bit of slog in the middle. But the idea of those was like brilliant to me because cheese goes with apple. Yeah, it does. And talk about brilliant idea. Martha, caramelised onion biscuits. So there's two of them and in the middle, a creamy goat's cheese. It's like a savoury jammy dodger. Oh my goodness, it looks like, good. My mouth is watering again thinking about that. That sounds amazing. And she kind of piped it, it looked beautiful. In fact, the only thing that would, be, would have made it better is actually doing it as a jammy dodger and having a bit of chutney in the middle as the jammy bit. No, don't ruin it. Oh, a bit of fig chutney. No, 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 no. What about Louis's black orange and rosemary biscuits with sweet paprika and caramelised onion glaze? Loved the idea. Loved the idea. Apparently in the judging, they were a little bit underbaked. Paul said... Three minutes away from perfection. We've all been there. We have. And <laughs> Norman... What's worse, actually, is being three minutes post-perfection. Oh, yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's like, to stop now. <laughs> or five, ten minutes post-perfection. Oh, God, who oh. can be asked? Literally not me. <laughs> <laughs> Norman made farthing biscuits. Yes, tell everyone what a farthing biscuit is, then. It's just a boring, plain biscuit. But what are the three ingredients? Lard. Yeah. Flour and water. Yeah. And a bit of salt. But... Not even salt, not even salt. Salt's too exotic for Norman. (laughs) (laughs) But they were so professional. I have to say, if this was a thing about it has to be eaten with cheese, I wouldn't want the biscuit to necessarily have lots and lots of flavour. So I'd rather have more than nothing. Well, no, we got the cheese. All that tastes of is flour. He got a Hollywood handshake. Yeah, he should not have done. I take no he does not deserve that I'm so sorry Norman I think he's great he's fab he's interesting I love the episode when he makes pesto that's coming up very much looking forward to that <laughs> but I simply cannot get on board with a handshake for a biscuit whose primary flavour is flour <laughs> and lard <laughs> no absolutely vile even worse than the fennel that was happening everywhere over the tent this week absolutely not be ashamed of yourself See, I'd have been good in the tennis because I like fennel and I liked Norman's farthings last week I was saying that I wasn't bitter about Bake Off perhaps I need to be nicer <laughs> what's happened we did get BB though oh we got BB it was a good BB yes but why was it about ice cream in a biscuit week <laughs> got no idea <laughs> and nothing related to the signature but it was basically about how gelato came to the uk and before no it's about co- oh because cones because they were saying cone is kind of like a biscuit so to get ice cream cones which were, were kind of like a biscuit before they've invented cones they used to have a penny lick yes if you're in a club would you have a penny lick i probably would but i'd be suspicious about it only costing a penny <laughs> yeah. you know what i mean at least a five a lick <laughs> You feel like you're getting more for your buck, don't you? No, but I think I'd want more, more than a lick if I was getting a fiver. I'd want like a good suck. Yeah, but you need to be careful because like if it's if it's not costing you much, you have to think why. Depends on the flavour as well for a penny. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> so a penny lick was title of episode. You can tell it. Alex is writing it down. Basically, it was like a little like like a like a metal like rod with like a divot in the top they put a ball of gelato in and they licked it off and it costed a penny but then they didn't clean it so everyone was just licking off this rod for like 
<laughs> it's like a little candlestick. It's like a candlestick holder in a candlestick. Yeah, not a rod. And they were all licking it, but like they weren't cleaning it, so they were all getting diseases. <laughs> they all got diseases. <laughs> I got carried away by the licking. And so then someone, they didn't even invent the cone. They just found that someone in Belgium had got cones, so they copied it. And oh, so then you yeah. got ice cream cones. That the, was a good BB. The British way. Steal ideas from Europe, make them your own. Exactly. I like the BB. I'm glad it was back. The technical was 18 florentines in one hour and a quarter there was a funny joke where was it mel said something like oh you've got cinq minutes which is florentine for five minutes but that was french but i don't know what florentine is cinco probably oh, i don't know italian at all oh dear god i just made fun of england being <laughs> awful <laughs> i don't know but it was funny but what was weird was they said 18 florentines in one an hour and a quarter and the bakers all laughed and i was like well what's funny <laughs> There's, what have I missed? There's nothing funny about that. Also, there was nothing funny about this whole technical. It was kind of a boring one, I found. It was quite tight on time. It was, and I got... But I've never not, made a Florentine before. Well, they're not that difficult. And also, the thing that I found really frustrating was the fact that Mary obviously doesn't really know much about Florentines or the food producers push something because she was obsessed with this lacy pattern as if that's what a Florentine like should Like a brandy have. snap. Yeah, and it's not true. A Florentine shouldn't have a lacy pattern some florentines don't have any gaps Drag at queen all name, florentine very good florentine there we are <laughs> so yeah i was a bit frustrated that she was saying that and then people because also the recipe if you'd had florentines before you probably would have had a florentine that isn't lacy so how long does it normally take oh they are quick they can only take an hour yeah but then you have to temper chocolate as well that's a tough bit as long and also they do cool quite quickly to be fair it's a quick one but as you saw people managed it because it is quite quick a lot of it was like did they put the chocolate on properly? Yeah, I could have done without lots of the zigzag talk. I was a bit bored by the zigzag talk. I mean, there was nothing else, was there? There wasn't much else going on, no. So, 11th was Ian. 10th was Norman. He was in the bottom last time, wasn't he? 9th was Iweso. Then 3rd was Louis. 2nd was Nancy. And 1st was Ricardo. Ricardo, with his pencil behind his ear, as is important. Which I really enjoyed. Like, he was, he was iconic for the pencil behind the ear. But he genuinely just kept forgetting it was there. And I can't put pencils behind my ear, can you? I've never tried, actually. I can't with glasses on. Uh, with glasses on, that's the problem. Otherwise, it's like choice between sight or pencil. I always choose sight. Nancy does very well in these challenges, consistently. Always, always good. She's a technical baker. On to the showstopper. They had to do... Wait for it, Michael. Are you ready? I'm ready. <laughs> I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that. <laughs> I genuinely I ask if you ready. some determination. <laughs> <laughs> they had to do a 3D biscuit scene. Well, thank goodness for that. If it had been 2D, I'd have been furious. They didn't just have... Yeah, because they'd been drawing it on paper. That's not baking. <laughs> they had to do a 3D biscuit scene in four hours. With this one, to be fair, compared yeah. to the 3D novelty cake, this was because biscuits are flat. Yes. Like, so I understood this one. I'm making fun of it. But like, I do understand why this is a 3D thing, because they were trying to make them stand up and look different and interesting. And I actually remember Louis' bake from this one. So he was doing a dragon, which was a chili and chocolate gingerbread. And then he was doing George and all the other accoutrements to make the George and the dragon scene out of orange and cardamom, was it? But the most impressive part of it was that it, there was no glue. Like it was all like one of those like wee Christmas trees you get when you're young. It all kind of slotted into each other to stand up. And not even just that, but the piping oh. was like so graphic. Because you've got such contrast with the colours. He yeah. thought about the colours of everything. I am the same. I remember that so much. But I remember that so much to the point where I didn't remember Richard's. Uh, what did Richard's? Oh, the pirate scene. Absolutely yeah. iconic in a very similar kind of way. Yeah. And with his... They also said his biscuits were like literally melt in the mouth perfection. Yeah, and that's quite hard to do, especially if you're building kind of structural stuff out of those biscuits. Like you kind of end up over baking them to make them kind of be able to have structural integrity. I thought it was brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Richard and Louis both really smashed it. I was a bit confused by Kate's 
because she was doing a tea time scene and she kind of baked the people who were sitting around the table, but then she baked the legs like over a mold so the legs were kind of bendy. And she baked them like properly reclining. They looked a bit creepy. Yeah. And then was kind of a bit frustrated they kept on almost falling off their benches. She said she had lots of piping to do. She said, I could probably pipe for a few days and still not be finished. That's like you, Michael. Have you got that stamina? No. No? No. A few days? What's the longest you could pipe for, do you reckon? Oh, my goodness. A good 10 minutes. <laughs> oh, okay, sure. <laughs> 11, okay. 11 minutes. Um, <laughs> Mary said right at the top of this challenge, though, she did point out, which was very pointed, that they need to make everything themselves. Okay, so you're talking about... It was Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was pretty... It was so good when they asked him, did you make that fondant or are you bringing it from home? And he went, oh, I brought it from home. And then it just cut to her and she just <laughs> scowled. <laughs> It was brilliant TV. I mean, if we're going through all the things like... He was we... hoisted by his own petard. Like, there was nothing else that he could do. No. and well, his... What's a petard? And how do you hoist it? We did this last time. Did we? We talked about hoisting a petard, yeah. What, what did we decide it was? We didn't look it up. We just decided it was a flag. Okay, sure. <laughs> oh, we decided it was knickers. I can't remember which one. Well, you can use knickers as flags. Someone will listen back. Oh, yeah, you could just and do that. And flags as knickers. But this one, I have to say this challenge was, again, one of these challenges where I was like, my goodness, people have smashed this. Mm. And which made... Iweso, which wasn't the word, I mean, it was not good, yeah. but it wasn't a disaster, but it made it like really bad because everyone else had done so well. He literally well, I mean, just stacked. Let's talk about Jordan just not putting greaseproof paper onto a tray, then being confused that the biscuit stuck to it. And also, he was like ridiculously like trying to get it off and smash them. I was like, just leave it. They're not coming off. Like, what? But what did he think? What was happening there? Like, I don't understand if you're putting something onto an aluminium tray. He said um, he'd oh, never drag, done it drag king name Al Uminium. <laughs> Maybe he uses like a, a like a non-stick one at home. Yeah, he must do. But I, I don't. Know. The thing is, in the tent, you've got loads of paper. Just use it. But I have to say, I did find it. This was one of those ones where his at the end actually looked quite good. It looked fairly good. Yeah. Yeah, and they just straight away went in with it, looking messy and all this kind of chat. And I was like, it's not that bad. No, I think actually, to be fair, all of them were pretty good. And I actually thought it was impressive. So nowadays, they expect you and demand that you mold your biscuits, so you bake them molded, which I kind of snuck round in our season. But like, you have to bake them in a tin to make them rounded. So like, what Diana did to make her steam train or whatever. But this year, they didn't have to do that. And actually, I thought that was good because you got stuff like what Louis did with his kind of interlocking ones. I think, didn't Martha do some interlocking as well? Like, I thought that was really smart. Martha did a huge, two huge biscuits for the mountains and then did, because hers was like a skiing trip. Hers was very yeah, impressive as well. mulled wine biscuits. I don't think I need that. I don't think you'd get much of a mulled wine flavour. Oh, you just biscuit. do the spices. It's yeah. just the spices of mulled wine. Norman's wasn't great. Not plain Norman. He did his Zulu boats at dawn and he basically just did one flavour of shortbread biscuit and just cut out, essentially, I mean, I don't know how he took that long. He just cut out just some biscuits that looked like little boats. But they weren't, like, shaped like this. They were just the shape of Well, at boat. least these ones had vanilla. It was basically the same biscuit he made in the first ep- in the first challenge. But we added vanilla to these and expected a compliment. <laughs> like, I, just, I couldn't I, believe it. I love Norman so much. He's brilliant. But, like, what is happening? And like, what I, think, I think what I find wild is that, like, he's looking around the tent <laughs> and everyone else is and going... Yep, mine stands up. <laughs> like, what? Well, because as you've said, when he starts... I mean, we'll, we'll get to Pesto next week because it was absolutely brilliant. But yeah, I, I do love him. And I, I think he still did okay. Um, Kate's was still good. Diana's was still good. Chetna's was good. Like, they all did quite well. And mm. that's why Oweso kind of was at the bottom of the pack. He struggled a bit when he was making his dough. And he said, typically, he likes to do it on the floor because it gets so stiff. Do you find that when it's quite stiff, you have to go to the floor? 
do you know? <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> do you? But then you miss the next bit because he's like, but I'm not sure I'm allowed. <laughs> <laughs> this was, I love the fact now, you know, when we were doing the innuendo, not innuendo bingo, when, when people oh, write innuendo, in. Yeah, yeah. This was one of the, oh, was it? This was one of the very first ones. And we read it, we were laughing. I was like, who's Enwezo? Yeah. It was like, oh, it was Enwezo from this one. Like, um, it's nice to get a picture a face no matter whether he was doing it on the floor or not he still sadly did leave after he had some bendy biscuits there was loads of bending and no snapping sadly and who won richard although louis was very close i think louis was kind of thinking he got it yeah but richard deserved it we love richard in this house farewell to a who will just have to go back to doing it on the floor oh i'll join him oh let's not think about that too much this week's test 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 is anonymous we do like test tests that are anonymous we do indeed. This is someone who wants us to consider dipping fresh cucumber into baked beans. No wonder they were anonymous. Is it instant jail or should they be free? No. No, I can't even say it. Jail. 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 Awful. Awful. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. 
Right, let's get down to it. No funny business. Not even taking me for a drink yet, David. I mean it. We're here to advertise our OnlyFans, where you can get loads of extra exclusive content such as outtakes, interviews, recipes, ad-free episodes, behind-the-scenes tea, and loads more. I like this forceful version of you, David. For the price of a box of cereal a month, you can get all of that. Plus, you'll be helping us keep the podcast going each and every week. Yes, it's unfortunate that creating a podcast isn't free, isn't it? Just head over to patreon.com forward stroke sticky bun boys to join us. I mean, you've definitely got to the point, but I can't help but feel this ad hasn't been particularly fun for anyone. Needs must, Michael. Cold, wet, <laughs> mixed into lumpy, hot, wet. No, thank you. And it doesn't even say if the baked beans were hot. They could have been cold baked beans as well. Oh, I don't mind. Do you know what I do with baked beans, actually? Thank you for asking. Don't, um, you, dare, I put, don't you dare say cold baked no, beans. No, I put them into the, into the microwave because I microwave them and I'll cook them a bit and I'll take them out and then I'll half mash them, stir them together and then I'll want to put them into the microwave until they boil. Sorry, the Ooh. cat is um, currently trying to climb upside down along the underside of my bed, a little bit like what they do in the jungle. But she is so cute. She is. Actually, she leads straight into my disaster of the week. Do you want to hear it? Oh, yeah. Disaster of the week. Ah! So normally, our little routine is Hazel um, wakes me up in the morning. She's like, Aya, can I go outside, please? And I'm like, sure. And I, and I toddle outside, let her out. I go back to bed, like lounge around a bit for like half an hour. Then I go and get let her in. And then I go to work. She's in the house and I'm at work. So I've got no cat flap. Sorry for saying flat, but it was necessary. She went out and she wouldn't come back. And there was me kind of like howling, Hazel, Hazel, out the back door. Nothing. Ignored me. Did you not shake the dreamies tin? I shake the dreamies tin. Nothing. I literally went to the end of the garden, stood in the shed at the end. And I was like, Hazel, come home. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. And then I had to leave her outside all day. And so I, had, I put some food outside. The RSPCA could have come and got you. Well, cats famously used to live in the outdoors for more than six hours at a time. That is true. And it, this was eight, but sure. Then I opened it at the end of the night and she came back in as soon as I got home and it was fine. But now she seems really stressed. Aww. Like she's such an over, over-groom because I've been away for a couple of weekends and I have friends looking after her, but I think she's losing her routine and I feel like I've been a bad parent. Oh. No, but she will, she'll bounce back. I she'll hope be fine. so. She's been very loving and we were allowing her to, to totter around today. Normally we banish her from the room, but producer Alex is being very kind. She's been wanting a lot of head rubs today. She just wants attention, really. So I've also got a disaster this week. Oh, congratulations. Let's play this thing. <laughs> disaster of the week. Ah! I like the way that when, when Michael says let's play this thing, he leaves enough time. He like does this thing in his I head. <laughs> you can see. He like looks up into the, up, up into like... the eaves. <laughs> 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 so my disaster was for a morning one as well. And it was with a pet. Oh. It's only a small disaster, but it was had such a big impact on my day because it makes me feel sick if I think about it now. I took Kai for a walk. Kai isn't one of those little dogs with little legs that just like totters next to you. He goes sprinting off. So he sprints off and then he suddenly like crouches down for a shit. And so it took me a while to walk Did over. Did you join to... him because you have been known to? <laughs> well, it's, it's actually quite early in the battle. There's no one there. But it took me a while to walk over to where his shit was, picked up the shit. <gasps> it was cold. Oh, someone else's shit. <laughs> someone else's. <laughs> That's made it even worse. At least I thought it was another dog. <laughs> well, we've all seen what you do in the, in the woods. Oh, it may, honestly, <gasps> even thinking about it now, like my fingers going around a cold oh. shit. Oh, stop. Like, <laughs> oh, that makes me feel awful. Even, even just thinking about another dog's shit, even if it was warm, like for some reason, I don't know. It's like when you smell your own farts, it's like Kai's shit's okay because it's Kai's. I don't want another dog's shit and it's definitely not Do you cold. think you'd rather touch warm shit or cold shit? Warm. Hang on, but cold is harder. Yeah. Warm is wet. Yeah, yeah but warm is comforting. Warm... <laughs> Like you can hold it in your hand and you keep your hands warm as you walk oh. to the bin. <laughs> Did I tell you about the time someone shot on the floor in front of me? No. Oh, yes, I think so. The, at the theatre. At the theatre. <laughs> I had to triple bag my hands and the worst part about that was that it was hot. 
I get, that would be different though, because that was it was hot and wet. That was a human though. I would still say the thing but is, who's to say that you didn't touch a human's shit? See, I've touched humans all the time because I was a nurse. But yeah, my, but that one might have been a human's one. It could have been. So my issue with it being cold is, for some reason, it kind of makes me think of death because I just think a warm. <laughs> Because because it's not because when shit well, you comes do out shit of yourself. you, it's warm because you're warm. So I just think shit should be warm. I don't like it being cold. But if you're dead, you don't shit, do you? No, but I just it just makes me think of death. I don't know why. It makes the body temperature. Oh, right, okay. Like, I was like your fingernails go, but I didn't know you shot yourself. Anyway, <laughs> I don't know how we always end up there. Uh, the first question comes from Nadia. Hi, Nadia. Sorry that you're following that. Hello, sticky bun boys with a Z. I'm doing my annual rewatch of Great British Bake Off, and now thrills to add your lovely podcast to the mix. And that's quite a good, like, baking mix thing. No? Sure. Oh, yeah. I would know as a DJ, I also add things to the mix as MCMC. Um, all this Bake Off watching and now listening has got me into the mood to make a lovely pear French pan tart. After poaching my pears, not a euphemism, I'm now in a bit of a pickle. I have loads of beautiful poaching liquid left over that I don't want to go to waste. What do you do with leftover poaching liquid? Love. Oh, love Nadia. Sorry. I thought she just said love. Yeah, but then she also wrote, not Nadia Hussein, I wish. I think you're, you're, you're perfect the way you are, Nadia. Yeah, although she might know what to do with a poaching liquid if she was Nadia Hussein. I know what to do with poaching liquid. What Ooh, do you do with yours? I actually, I make kombucha now. And with kombucha, you make the kombucha. And then once it's, once it's been fermenting for a week, you have to add something sweet to it to do the second ferment. Oh. And so I use poaching liquid. I use anything that I've got, any old apple juice in the fridge or something, I use it for that. The water from your boiled eggs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I use mine. I reduce it down even further and I use mine as like a like a syrupy sauce for a pavlova. Brilliant. So I, I like to like mull blackberries and peaches together in a poaching, like a kind of mulled poachy vibes. And then I use those fruits. I take them to the side and I reduce it down further so that's kind of syrupy. And then I pour it on top of the, the pavlova. But you could also, you've just hit on something brilliant because you could actually use it as a glaze for the frangipan tart. Well, there you go, Nadia. Look at us. Aren't we good? Next one's from Caitlin who says, Hi, big fan of you guys and the podcast. I actually got a $30 Roku thing so I could watch the early episodes and follow along. Welcome. Oh, I thought Welcome. it was free there. Well, I think it's, oh, I don't know. I thought it was free here as well, but then Michael paid for the series for us to watch and I just watched his. You do. Just um, but thank you for your commitment, Caitlin. We appreciate it. My question for you is about contestants having to hide that they're on Bake Off until their season comes out. To what extent do they have to hide it? And how do you do that? How do you do that, David? How well did you hide it? I didn't hide it very well. No. You are meant to. You no. sign a contract saying you will not say it. And actually, they, they literally say not to anyone. They say, because people say that you're close family and friends and they kind of assume you're going to, but they actually say, try not to tell your family. I didn't tell my dad because he's the worst person at keeping a secret. I mean, look at you. Well, yeah, I take after him. So, <laughs> so like, yeah, I think you, you do have to be careful about who you tell, I think. Because I remember getting annoyed because I told someone at work. And then the next thing I knew, two other people came up to you at work and talked about it. I was like, excuse me. But then I was realizing that's what I would have done. So, so I was very good. I told mom and dad knew, my housemate knew, my boss knew, and two of my friends at work knew. And two of my friends and I found out knew, but like it was under 10 people knew in total. What? My brothers didn't know until week five of the, of the Bake Off. My mum, bless her, had been like keeping it secret from my brothers for like months by this point because of the application process. And like during the time when we were filming, I was meant to be at an Indian family wedding. So literally our entire family had gone to India and there wasn't much Wi-Fi because I was staying with family. And the Wi-Fi router was in my big brother's bedroom where he was staying with his partner, now fiancé, but staying in that room. And he didn't know. So mum was having to keep like going and loitering in the corner of their bedroom so she could text me while I was having breakdowns about bakes and stuff. Like they kept a real big secret for me. But what about your housemates? 
my housemate knew, but her girlfriend didn't. But she knew because obviously I was taking over the kitchen. And oh, that you only had one housemate. Yeah. Oh, okay. And she was vegan and I had so many eggs, so many eggs. But yeah, like by week five, mum and dad were like, please, can you just tell your brothers so that we don't have to keep the secret from them anymore? So I told my brothers at week five and I told my grandparents at week six. And then I told someone whose wedding I was meant to be going to when you were filming week eight at week six that I might not be able to go because I was still in Bake Off by mistake. That's you really not tell many yeah. people. I wonder how many people will have to ask some other bakers because I was definitely the kind of tell anyone just a random people well, on the train. For, and for OnlyFans, we should do like another like meet the bakers thing where we speak to other bakers and that should be one of our questions. Yeah, because people that aren't on our OnlyFans, you do realise that this, we do get other bakers on there giving us little cheeky answers to things. Indeed, little, little gorgeous Nikki. Right, next question is from Brandon. Hiya boys, I'm in desperate need for some help. I've organised an opt-in bake-off competition at my work where all teachers and have nay time to fully commit. Sorry, Scottish. And though my bakes have been well received, they've been falling just short of winning Star Baker every week. Oh, sorry, I got confused by reading and saying an accent. We have chocolate and patisserie week coming up and I'd like to try and snag a win in one of those weeks. I was thinking chocolate eclairs and macarons respectively. Any tips for those specific treats to really make them wow or additional flavour elements? I've been trying to push myself and try things I've never made or only made once or twice, which could be stupid, but I'm determined. So tips for chocolate and patisserie week and eclairs and macarons. I think eclairs are quite a good one to do. Yeah. And if if you can do shoe. That's the thing, because I was doing, I was teaching a class this week and we did shoe. And it's, you you realise that shoe is definitely one of those things, because we talked about it before, where you add your eggs a bit at a time. You really need to get the texture right. There's no yeah. way if you get it slightly wrong, they're just either going to be too hard or too wet. So if you're I good, think eclairs isn't a good idea because you're going to be ma- you're not going to be serving them fresh, so they're going to get a sog. Oh, they'll definitely get a sog. Actually, so I yeah. would I would honestly go for a really good brownie. Also, eclairs aren't that chocolatey. Or do a chocolate tart with like chocolate pastry, a salted caramel layer, and a ganache layer. So it's very chocolatey. But it's actually quite simple, but really effective. How much time do you think Brandon's got? Well, chocolate pastry, make it like the day before, oh, yeah. bake the tart case, and then you just make the caramel, pour it in, make a, a salted dark cho- chocolate ganache, put that on top, done. It's got to be chocolate on chocolate on chocolate if it's chocolate yeah. week. For patisserie, I'm not a fan of macarons. Oh, I love macarons. Oh, see, I don't. But if you are, like, it's one thing about being technically good and making good macarons. You've got to do that. But what you've definitely got to do is get injections of flavours. The mm. worst thing about a macaron is however nice the texture is and however well it is, if it's just a bit meh. Like- I would do with the macarons, actually, split out half of the ground nuts for a different nut so it tastes a bit different. So maybe do like half almond and half like roasted hazelnuts ground together. Mm. Um, so you've got like a nut like a n- nut and chocolate. I quite like it when it's got like something really strong like a lime and then you've got mm. a curd in so you get a really zingy flavour or something. Yeah, that's a, good, that's, a good, that's a good tip actually. Put a curd in the middle and you'll get a nicer zing. There you are. And the final one comes from Hannah. Dear David and Michael, I'm in a bit of a dilemma and I'm in between therapists. So an email to you it is. <laughs> I, I like the way that Hannah actually called us David and Michael at the start because we're therapists. We are therapists. Although I prefer Michael and David, but there you go. Over the summer, I started seeing a guy. I'll call him B. He ended things and we're trying to be friends. He recently started seeing someone else who has children. I still have unresolved feelings for B, and I'm beginning to even wonder if the friendship is worth it. I tried cutting him off in the past and it hasn't stuck. And it feels like there are reminders of this guy everywhere and I haven't found anything getting easier. It feels like he's getting more attached to the children than the woman, but I also try not to talk to him about it. Okay, they're still friends, but he's she's worried that he's just like in love with the idea of having children kind of vibe. Okay. Added wrinkle. I've also been seeing someone for a few weeks. Let's call him M. Or is it Michael? It's me. And even the adage of get under someone to get over someone hasn't helped. 
when I'm with M, I still find myself thinking of B and how I would rather be with him over M. I don't know how honest I should be with either guy. Given that he's seeing someone else, I guess talking to B about unresolved feelings would have little to no effect. There is always that lingering question. But then I think of M and feel like I'm using him. Please send all the advice and positive vibes. Thanks, Hannah. Ooh, that Ooh. was a lot of letters that I was getting a bit confused. Yeah, I saw you reading quite carefully. <laughs> <laughs> I think I did follow it, though. I think it's one of the hard things, I think. One of the is, hard things. One of the hard things is when you've had a thing for someone and you split up and you say, let's be friends. It's okay to be friends, but sometimes you need a bit of a gap in time. Yeah. Because you're still thinking, and Hannah obviously is still feeling those feelings for that person. And sometimes if you just let a bit of space happen for a few months where you don't see them, you can be successfully yeah. friends. So that's what I would say. Big, big agree. And I also think you need to cut it off with them. Yeah. I don't think it's... I understand why you're doing it, but if you're unable to kind of maintain a friendship, a relationshipy thing with M without thinking about B, you need to let M go and like, cut him off because if he starts getting feelings for you, that's going to get really uncomfortable for both of you. Like, I think get under someone to get over someone is more just like have sex and leave it. Like, it's not like yeah. have a relationship. And, and, if you, and, if, and if during this gap that you were saying, which is a good point you need to have sex with people, that's great, but perhaps you're not in a place to be forming any more connections. But be careful of the super gonorrhea going everywhere. Oh, yes, we were talking about that last week. Also, with M, like, it might be that they are right. It might just not be the right time. So it's good to kind that's of stop it now because you might actually wreck it completely for the future. Do you know what? We've done some really good advice here. Hannah, we hope that all works out for you. We're sending many positive vibes. Next up, I'm actually going to return to some icks. Oh, I've been missing icks. Do you know what I mean? I think it's, I think it's worth it now. They've been, it's been ever so long. Since we had an ick, hasn't it? Okay, so the first ick, drinking warm water from the tap. Oh, oh. yes. Oh, my goodness. Oh, yeah, that's actually a good point. Is it from the tap as in mouth is beneath the tap? Oh. <laughs> I think that's a definite ick. Do you know, I, no, in a way that would actually be better because to me it's that thing where you think you're running it into a nice glass and it's going to be crisp and oh, cold. And... I've mm. been spoiled by having a fridge in this flat that's got a little water dispenser. Yeah, I don't like water. and I, Every time I come in here, I'm always getting oh, water from your fridge. Ever so good. Uh, next, Ick, very simple, wired headphones. Ooh. 100%. <laughs> but, uh, what I... century are we at? Alex is hiding the wire on his headphones. It's not just a... It's, it's not a... like overhead ones. It's like... No. No, but it's the it's the white Apple ones with the wire. And oh, it's, it's embarrassing. If you see someone running with them, I'm like, oh, no. What are you plugging it into? Do they, and they still feed it through their T-shirt down oh, into do their pocket. To, do you know what? I used to feel quite cool when I did that, actually, when I used to go for a run and it was like, it was like underneath my T-shirt. I did, especially when I put one in and then put the wire around the back of my head to put the other yeah. wire in. Yes. But like, when I see it plugged into what is now the charging port on your phone, I Ooh. get a massive ick. It's yeah. absolutely awful. Please stop it. When they've got like three wires to connect. Yes, when they have like a cable splitter plugged into the power outlet and it's got like extra little dongles hanging off it. Oh, mortifying. Please grow up. People who don't button up the bottom of their duvet. I don't trust them. <laughs> I don't trust them. I had my housemate. I had a housemate. I used to do all his cleaning for him. And one time he was sick in his bed. So I stripped his bed because he was going away for a couple of days, washed all his bedding and I didn't have time to make the bed for him. So I just put it on the bed. I went in the morning and he was sleeping in his sleeping bag. <laughs> <laughs> honestly that is brilliant <laughs> button up your duvet what is wrong with everyone next up the fact he keeps doing wordle despite <laughs> it not being 2020 <laughs> <laughs> that is brilliant <laughs> who still does wordle i used to love wordle but if he did wordle now i'd be a bit like that's yeah, embarrassing i've definitely not met anyone that's still doing it now that would be a massive ick uh so alex is just showing us his wordle that he does yeah. every day <laughs> alex no, this, oh no, 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 no. this is my dad doing it at me 
No, I don't look, believe man, it. Look, it's no. all him. I haven't responded. I haven't done what it. That this was this is an audio medium, and them. listeners they're oh. being sent by Alex. And Alex did not scroll that far back to find what he'd done back. So it definitely mm. wasn't back to 2020, it was Alex. A sympathy wordle. A sympathy wordle. It didn't mean anything. <laughs> Uh, when he pretends not to be cold because he left his jacket at home. (laughs) I feel sorry for that person. That's me. Uh, When people crunch a crisp before closing their mouth. Yes. I can't stand it. That's beyond a nick. That's jail. I was in a public place, which I can't mention because it's too specific. And if they listen to this, they'll know it was them. (laughs) But I was in a public place with three other people. And one person had a family sharing bag of crisps and opened it and then ate every single one individually. Not even like by the handful crunch and then close mouth and we were all just like bristling and Wait, dying inside. a handful how do you do a handful of crisps but like you don't like you don't always just go for like one crisp at a time oh i was picturing a monster munch and they're quite big but yeah if they're little crisps it was yeah. alex it was alex last week <laughs> um when someone tries and fails to start a mexican wave sorry i'm still laughing the fact it was alex from last week <laughs> thank you that was a funny joke that was a funny joke um oh this is a really good one. Oh, that is a, wait the, you, you didn't stop the mexican wave one it's awful that's a it's massive ick especially if it's a football game can you imagine when he's singing in the car and goes over a bump <laughs> and his voice goes <laughs> that's a good one <laughs> there's so many speed bumps around your house that would happen a lot <laughs> and finally when he wiggles his fingers over a box of chocolates before choosing one <laughs> like he's casting a spell <laughs> Ooh, which <one> Ooh. Is- <laughs> Especially if he's just been looking at the menu before doing it. <laughs> okay, so my top two. Oh, I'm going to do a top two this week. The Wordle one. And, <laughs> actually, no, it has to be a top three. The Wordle, the uh, and the and the magic spell over the box of chocolates. Oh wow! They literally they were all so good. Thank you for sending so these in, people. Strong. And that's a lot for the week. We will see you next week for Bread Week. And in the meantime, we do unfortunately have some homework for you all. Yes, yes, that's true. We need you to write in to stickybumboys.gmail.com or at stickybumboys on social media with your bake-off questions, your baking disasters and your dating woes, as well as those all-important is it rutus and icks. Actually, we should also ask for some of your disasters of the week too. It can't just be me oversharing each and every week. Hey, I shared this week. Doing something once doesn't make it a habit, David. Take your win back in 2019, for example. What else have you won since then, huh? I do not like your tone. <laughs> Let's leave the listeners to it, otherwise we'll fall out and we'll never make it to episode 78. A very good point, David. We'll see you next week, and remember to keep... Um, keep um, keep sticky! Keep <laughs>Ready for the boring bit? Let's go. The Sticky Bun Boys are not endorsed by or affiliated with Love Productions, The Great British Bake Off, or any of its subsidiaries. All views and opinions are our own. The Great British Bake Off and all related content are registered trademarks and copyrights of their respective trademark and copyright holders. Very professional, David. In one breath. (laughs) We're all just having a bit of fun, aren't we? (laughs) Ever catch yourself eating the same flavourless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well... HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello HelloFresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 
Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.